things and then we can build on that. Oh, we talked about value proposition. Oh, you are talking about the patients. No, 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 no. So, I mean, generally what we spoke about. I will spoke about value proposition and customer services. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, one thing, one thing you put in your pocket. The, the targeted population and um, their cultural and social beliefs and everything. Okay. Is Joshua, if Joshua is not there, uh, Finn, can I hear your voice, Finn? Yes, please. Okay, so you were also here in the morning. Yes, please. Thing, one thing you, you put in your pocket when we're closing the morning session. Okay, so one thing I learned is that um, you have to do, uh, you, don't, mm -hmm. you don't say maybe... Um, because uh, this this product is going for one CD or two CDs, you are mm -hmm. doing it anyhow. You should be the best at what you do, no matter the product or service you are offering. It should be the best on the market they can find. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Finn. Welcome. I hope you are in the morning session too. Please, um, one thing that you learned in the morning for some few minutes and then would in this presentation. Our guest is here with us, Mr. John Mensah from Mensah Fountains. He's been on this journey for so many years. He's here to also share some experience with us. So Jifa, please, I'm listening. One thing you learned in the morning. Okay. For what starts today, I understand to be successful in, in your dealings as an entrepreneur, a business, you have to be able to relate well with your customers, bringing satisfaction to them. So you should be um, put together and make sure you are bringing um, your service of benefit to your customers. Yeah, they are, they are also boost the business more. Yeah, okay, that's my what I think. Okay, so is that the customers are the kings and the queens of the business? though they do not own the business they pay you and if your customers decide not to buy from you if they decide to shun your services then your company can go down the drain thank you so much jifa um i don't know we've waited for almost 15 minutes do you think we should start this evening's presentation Please, should we start this evening's presentation? All minutes more. Okay. So the consensus is we should start the meeting. And then um, I'll be presenting on revenues, how to get paid. Uh, that is the topic for the evening. 
gone through value proposition, we've gone through customers, we've gone through service delivery, and now we are moving to how to get paid. That is revenues. In all these things that we are talking about from through the morning to this time, everybody as an entrepreneur would want to make profit. Most entrepreneurs are in for profit. There are few entrepreneurs who are also into non-for-profit businesses. They run NGOs. There are social entrepreneurs who decide to go not the revenue way, but they, whatever they do is not for profit. But even them, they have to find ways to get money to run the things that they do. So this evening, our focus will be how to get paid. Simple outline. We will look at the definition for revenue and income. These two terms are mostly used. Yeah, that people feel they are same. Take a closer look at it, you realize that they are two different things. And then we would zero in on revenue because that is where our attention would be and how to also generate revenue would be the last part of our presentation so let's uh, go through the definitions so revenue is the total income by sales of goods or services related to a company's primary operation so in revenue one key thing that we need to note is that revenue is always generated from sales of goods or service. It is always a factor of sale. If there are no sales, there are no revenues. However, income is a net earning. This implies that if somebody gives you money as an entrepreneur and you feel like, oh, this money, I'm not going to spend it on myself, but I'm going to inject it into my business, it becomes income for the company, but not revenue. If you go for a loan from a bank and you put it in your business, it is income for the business or the company but it is not revenue. Revenues are only tied to sales. Revenues are only tied to sales. Comes could be your personal capital injection, loans that you have acquired from banks or from friends or from family. All these sources can be sources of income, but revenue is only tied to sales. So both revenue and income are very useful in determining the financial strength of a company, but they are not used interchangeably. They are not interchangeable. So whatever uh, we talk about in terms of revenue, it's only tied to the sales that we are making and whatever other things are coming in could be maybe loans, could be 
personal capital that you are putting into your company could also uh, be termed together as income. So now let's zero in on revenues because as entrepreneurs, whatever we are putting out on the market, be it a product or a service, what our core business is to raise money through what we are putting out. It would always come from sales. Mostly that is the focus of entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs do not only think about we going for loans from banks to come and put in our business to expand it. Uh, if you are doing that, at the end of the day, if you do not make any sales, meaning your cost, your expenses will run down the loan and because you didn't make sales to cover for the expenses, your company will collapse. So let's look at how revenues are categorized. So in the business world, largely they categorize revenues into four. And for the purposes of these, we restrict ourselves to these four. Um, there are some other categorizations that could go further and go further. But then for the purposes of our discussion this evening, we'll restrict ourselves to these four standard ones. So one, recurring revenue. Two, transaction-based revenue. The three is project revenue. And then four, service revenue. So we'll take them one after the other, uh, we could do. So recurring revenues are revenues that recurs, which means they are likely to continue over a period of time. So let's take um, typically those who use DSTV. It's a subscription-based service. So DSTV would say, okay, you buy for one year or for one month or for six months, and this is the amount that you pay for it. Weekly, it could be monthly, it could be quarterly, it could be semi-annual, it could be annual, it could even go into perpetuity. Subscribe to this service forever. And once the period of our agreement is up, I have to pay the company X or Y amount. It could take the form of bills from customers or a large commercial contract for years. So like I was explaining, you could just go into a subscription-based service like DSTV, or for instance, you decide that you are um, going to make ice kinky and there are some homes that you would be giving them ice kinky every week for maybe one month. And then every week you send your ice kinky to their doorstep. And when the month is over, you take their money. Uh, do with these newspaper agencies do with. Are categorized under transaction revenues. Or you have a restaurant. If somebody comes in to eat, that is when you are able to sell the food to the person. 
So that is when you are able to generate revenue. However, there's multiple categories of uh, revenue categorizations. For instance, if there's a restaurant that an agreement with a bank that, okay, we are going to serve you lunch for one year, and how much will you pay us a month? The company, the bank would have gone into some kind of um, agreement, which is like a subscription base. At the end of the month, there is a recurring bill the, comp uh, the restaurant can send to uh, catering or the restaurant to make sure that that money is paid. So the, the companies, the restaurant can decide to use multiple means you know, generating revenue. And that is also uh, acceptable. This transaction-based revenue is less attractive because the action is required. Action is required to attract the customers. Now, if the customer does not buy from you revenue for that particular period, need to make conscious effort to get the customers to buy from you, then you can generate that revenue. So most companies that are running on these things, you see them almost always advertising, trying to get customers the product or the service that they are putting out so that when people come in to buy, they can revenues out of it. Now we'll also look at the next one, which is project revenue. Project revenues are generated only through projects or contracts. And these things could uh, a very long time before uh, they, they happen. A contractor, who, who a building contractor, construction company advertises. It is not something that every day people would need the service for. It is not a consumable. It is not like the food business where every day people are eating. Only very few people in Ghana are building houses. And even all people who are building houses are able to pay every day. So you realize that they would have to plan over a very long period of time. Then they will contact the contractor and say, okay, I want to execute this phase of my project. The construction company is a typical example of a company that relies on project revenue. Also, maybe, for instance, a music artist gets signed and gets paid maybe a huge chunk of money. There is no uh, show business around for you, maybe for one month, for two months. Nobody is going to pay you every day be just playing your music or something like that. Unless, of course, probably you are, people are subscribing to your music via maybe iTunes or something that maybe they can say, we can pay you some money for subscription. But then if it is only stage shows that you are relying on, it will take a while 
maybe a month or maybe two weeks before you get one show to play. And these can be tied as project revenues because there is a starting and an ending of that particular uh, discussion or that particular thing and it can be termed as a project. We look at the last one, which is service revenue. So service revenue, exchange of time or knowledge in return for revenue. And it is typically seen within the consulting firms. Consulting firms, they say, okay, you want our service for one hour, we'll charge you X or Y amount. If you want our service for two hours, we charge you Z amount or whatever discussion that uh, one party could have with a consulting firm. Because they are also like the project, it is not something that is going to happen every day. There are some services which are very common and they can happen every day. So for instance, if you are uh, a communication specialist, instead of maybe setting up a communication uh, firm just for only big companies, you could be like, okay, I can help small, medium-sized companies do marketing. Service may be needed by a lot more people, and then you can generate more revenue through your systems. Let's note that service revenue is often used in combination with the other revenue, with the other uh, revenue modules. So somebody could decide that, okay, I'm going to set up a restaurant and as part of this, apart from just giving menus, people come in and eat, I would also have trainings and that can serve as a consultant for you. And that could be an extra service that you are rendering and you can generate revenue out of it. If um, there are any questions, please jot them down would come to the end of this presentation very soon then we would uh, zero in on questions okay so let's look at revenue generation how do we generate revenue typically there are different ways of generating revenue one can be asset sales sales of asset include sales of product or service sales of product or service so if someone is having uh, let's say an ice kinky business and the person makes the ice kinky and bottles them nicely and sells those packaged well packaged mashed kinky the person could say okay the revenue generation is from an asset sale because the moment you are finished with your product or your service, it is an asset to the company. And whenever you sell it out, that is when you generate revenue back into the company. So you are giving your service in exchange for revenue. In exchange for revenue. And that is one way companies can generate revenue. Two, subscriptions. So like we said earlier, for recurring revenue 
module for people who would go with the recurring revenue module. Subscriptions are one of the ways that you could get your recurring things done. Subscriptions would imply that Mr. A or B cons uh, comes to your company and says, we will need service X or Y for this period of time. And then every uh, point in this period, we are going to pay you maybe a, a particular amount. Subscriptions work. A very typical example is the DSTV scenario I mentioned. Another example could be like, okay, a security firm protecting a bank premises. So the bank can go in agreement with a security firm. Moms, we want you to provide us security services, which may include giving us people to police around our premises maybe CCTV cameras, installation and monitoring and all that. And then for the next six months, we are going to pay you or see amount every month. And that could be another way of subscribing to a service from another entity. So lending, renting and leasing is also another way of generating revenue. So let's take uh the popular owner service for in Kumasi, for example uh, owner services lends or rents out chairs canopies for occasions and all that they, are, they do not sell these things to you but they are saying that you can take these things for a day or two and you pay us a particular amount that is renting out can lend you maybe something they can put players on uh, i don't know how they call it they can lend a player to a company on a contract for a period pay the team some amount of money and this is also a way a, a football team by lending their their player to team to play for them over a period and then they get money. So for instance, in the real estate industry, I mean, if you go and lease a property for a period, so you are given the property to have it a period, and then the owner may come back for it. And within that period, there are some contractual agreements. You pay some amount of money to the owner who leased the property to you. Licensing is also another way to generate revenue. And this uh, typically has been seen in the payment industry. In Ghana, copyrights are not really strong, but if I have a product, have a patent on it, I can license the patent that I have on it, and that could be my source of revenue. So nobody can use that item or that thing without payment to me because I have full authority over it that it is my intellectual property and anybody who wants to use it is to me. If you look at the uh, one common example I could give the um, health sector. Students go to school, 
and then maybe for pharmacy after your period you have to write a licential exam and after you have this license you have the authority pharmacy so if a businessman would want to set up a pharmacy and does not have the license to operate he may have to consult with a pharmacist and the license of the pharmacist can cover the operation of that business so though the pharmacist may have other things doing he can use his license also as a ways of raising revenue for him or herself and licensing is also a very legitimate way of generating revenue brokerage brokerage is like being a middleman so you have a company like coca-cola company and then you are a distributor for them you are literally a broker so coca-cola will send their products to you At the end of a period they will may come for some monies you in turn would look out for people or viable customers and then sell these products to for money so you look at how much coca-cola gave the products out to you how much you sell it for and then you strike the difference and as a broker you can also use this to raise revenue now let's look at advertising advertising has become a very common way of raising revenue because uh, now a lot of companies are hosting websites and the moment you host the website you can go to google adsense you can put on some adverts on your website and it can be of generating revenue it include that okay so for instance student organizations or student associations are going to print books who are a company who works around which works around the students you can decide to put your advert so imagine the student organization is raising money that way of selling the books to compare with the same way if you are a company and then you are going to advertise in maybe a radio station or let's say let's use a media house for example the major ways media houses raise revenues media houses are just giving out information and they have a lot of listeners and then when they are sharing this information they will say okay let's go for a commercial break a break that they are going for has been paid for by private entities or even sometimes the government to run adverts of uh, their information for them and that is a way of also raising revenue once we have gone through all this i believe through critically one or two businesses how one uh, can generate revenue using or a combination of them so uh, let's take for instance i want to set up a mice kinky business this evening i think I'm, I'm i'm becoming so much in tune with mice kinky so my skinky business we are saying that okay we are going to sell bottled my skinky which is produced under hygienic condition to people an asset sale 
an asset sale. Again, we want to go to high schools and tell them that, okay, for your lunch every day, you, we want to uh, send you maybe a particular amount, a particular quantity um, product that we produce. So for one month, we are going to charge you A or B or C. And that can also be a subscription way of selling our products to people. Again, we can find shops our neighborhood and say, put our product in your refrigerator and anytime you sell, you take X amount of it and then we come for the rest. And that can be a brokerage, meaning you are ex expanding your distribution channels into other areas. Somebody becomes a broker for you, you raise revenue from them. Okay, I would uh, ask maybe uh, someone to bring up another business uh, idea so we can assess the multiple ways we can please any 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 business idea that comes to mind rental service joshua says rental service so rental service is a is a very straightforward thing you are going to rent out maybe particular items like okay let's say a car rental service a car rental service so in that case you are not selling person but then you are selling your service to the person which also means it is an asset to the company and then you are selling it out so that may be one way of selling your product or your service which is the car rental service to somebody go into subscription agreement with companies that oh anytime you have people landing at the airport we have a car rental service and we are going to give you luxurious cars very good drivers to take you around the city or to take you on tours and that can be another stream of income or another way of generating revenues for the company uh, there, you can say that, okay, somebody should come and put adverts on your car. Be Coca-Cola. Come and brand our cars Coca-Cola. And then we will charge you advertising fee. If you feel Coca-Cola branding your car or somebody branding your car is not a problem to you, you can still charge somebody for advertising on your car. But you can use multiple ways of generating revenue. And because it is a rental service, renting and leasing and lending also falls under this category. It may be difficult to license something and raise money out of your license. Uh, please, any other business idea? This idea. Online shoe shop. Somebody says, so you were talking about chairs, sound systems. I think I use the owner service uh, to, to explain some part of it so you can get that covered. Shoe shop. So if I wants to know how an can raise revenue. One, typically once you are online and you are selling shoes, 
So the assets of the company, which is the shoes you have procured, are something that you are selling out. So it is an asset uh, sale. Because you are online, I mentioned earlier, you can run adverts online for people. So you say that, okay, that's why when you are browsing nowadays, you see a lot of ads popping up. Doing that to raise money. Any ad you click on, there's an uh, there is a module they call pay per click. Somebody gets maybe a dollar or two per every click that you 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 do. Um, so that is also another way of raising revenue for an online shoe shop. Scripting for online shoe shop. If you are able to convince your clients that okay, I am Nike. And if you are subscribing to my service every month, I'm going to send you a footwear. Thing with subscription is whenever people are building subscription models, you look at the multiplicity of the purchase. If you are allowing the person to one time from you, the person may decide not to buy in the second and the third months. But then if you are saying that, okay, and every month I'm going to send you a shoe. And because we are going to, um, going to send you a shoe every month for the 12 months in a year, only pay for maybe nine months in the year. So meaning you have, got, you have given the person three of your footwear for free and approach in marketing, which serves as a discount. So the person is motivated to buy from you because the person is enjoying some discount. And you are also enjoying the subscription because Sometimes even they may push you the whole period at a go. Like for instance, if you are a, a computer programmer and you are buying a hosting space, do that, okay, you have to pay for three years at a go and we are going to give you 50% or 70. Today is Black Friday, they are giving 75% discount or for one year or more. So if you are buying for one month, they are going to charge you maybe $12. But if you are buying for three years, they are going to charge you dollars and fifty cents for the same hosting uh, service that they are going to render to you. But what they're catching there for subscription services, any upfront for something you are to enjoy for three years, they can reinvest the money into building structure and into send businesses for one time. Okay. So please, any any other business module any other business service okay so if you are running a printing service usually you are selling the service so it's an asset it's an asset sale but if you can get your customers to say that okay for every uh thing that you do we are, i mean for every month we are giving you a card or something then people can subscribe to your service and then if uh you are good enough and you are having a website you can run ads on them and get something out of it or as a printing firm or as a uh, as a company you can be a broker for a different company uh, uh i i own a printing shop people come here a lot so if uh maybe these people who sell a4 maybe kingdom books can partner with you and come and put their a4 sheets with you and then you can become a broker for kingdom books and then still you can raise revenues from there i think i'll pick the last one if there is any okay um 
Joshua is asking if you are going to get access. I can, I can release, I can release my slides to you. No problem at all. Um, like I always do, me and my three friends, we thank you so much for your time this evening. And uh, it is time for questions. So questions. And uh, in the next, I will take questions and we'll switch on to have a discussion with Mr. John Mensah from Mensah Fountains. Please, questions. Or I've succeeded in confusing all of you. Theodore, please ask your question. Feel free. Please say I'm I'm okay. You are okay. Sorry. Okay, so okay, I think one just came. Mm -hmm. Okay. So with, with with the income, I would like to know how. Um, this way, income. I mean, let's say for a month. The revenue and the income expenditure and all i mean mm -hmm. how can one effectively manage it to prevent much losses or more or less break even even as he's a young entrepreneur okay so so you are talking about uh financial like managing your finances this is this is also a very broad topic and uh but then what what i can tell you is one i have a system of managing my incomes and revenues i make sure i write everything on paper how much money i have spent what did i spend on and why did i spend it now let me say let me quickly take uh us through this whenever you are doing whenever you are building a business you realize that there are certain costs which are fixed uh how your business goes those costs you would have to incur it includes salaries it includes rent it includes utilities whether you if you sit in the office whether that month you made money or not at the end of the month your credit will run out ecg would expect that you buy a guy and reload your card and come and get it um lord doesn't care whether you made money or not he will come for his rent your employers and your employees would not care whether you made sales or not they will come for their money so these are fixed costs there are certain things which are not fixed and that is for instance if you are running a business like uh, a printing business if you do not use the papers you bought they are there you are not going to incur a cost procuring new papers so they will always be there you manage the things once money is going out you ask yourself how much money would come in when this money goes out if money goes out and money does not come in always remember your business is running down if money goes out money must come in and whenever money comes in you must ask yourself which part of this money can be my profit 
and in profits there are gross profits and there are net profits so i think uh, as time goes on we will do different trainings for some of these things and then we can uh, go into details and explain how to manage your finances how to do better customer services and all that i realized in the morning our energy was really really high when we were talking about customers and but then let's get our foundations firmly you have to know your customers that is why we're trying to put in the the the, the questions so you know your customers and once you know them you can devise ways of getting to them once you get to them you can find a way of maintaining them once you are maintaining them you can foster very good relationships that is it jifa okay miriam asking you're welcome sir Miriam is asking, please, the concept of subscription, subscription as a way of revenue generation. I didn't well understand it. Okay, so subscription, we, 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 we understand the DSTV module. DSTV is providing channels for people to watch entertainment, whether movies or whatever. And they are saying that subscribe to DSTV and every month pay us an amount. Go TV, that's same. Netflix, that's same. So that is their business model. That is their revenue generation model. They are selling something to you, but it is not a one-time thing. They are not selling the, the decoder for you today, and then you have uh, the access to their entertainment channels in perpetuity. Selling it to you, that okay have our decoder but every month pay us x or y so the subscription uh model is hinged on the fact that every period there is an amount to pay so every month dstv will charge you x or every quarter they will charge you y i mean go tv will do same netflix will do same if you pay for a period access your subscription is expired and that is it I don't know if if that is clear for you, Miriam. Miriam, is that okay? Okay, thank you. Um, why is gift not generated revenue as business bet? So a gift is not a generated revenue. So a gift can be categorized as an income because now I do given to you not to the company even if a gift is given to the company it is termed as income so income includes revenues but revenues not all revenues and not all incomes are revenues i don't want to confuse you that's why i didn't want to say this from the start all revenues are incomes meaning whatever you sold at the end of a week at the end of a day at the end of one transaction which is termed as revenue is still income to the company but not all the incomes you received like i mentioned if you go for a loan it is not a revenue always coming out of a sale you have made so revenue is always tied to sales so the gift that was given you didn't sell anything to the person who gave you the gift. The person out of a good heart gave you the gift. 
So it is not revenue. However, it is income that you can use maybe for your company. Okay, Miriam is asking, sometimes on website, there are free, there are free subscriptions and premiums, etc. Yes. So they say, so for instance, if you go to my company website, I say subscribe to my newsletters. It is free. I don't want to charge you for anything. You get it. But then there are some subscriptions too that you have to pay for the subscription. So for instance, if I'm saying that this training is going to occur every month and for being part of this training every month, you can subscribe to this training for maybe one Ghana CD. That is a subscription way of selling our, our trainings to you. However, we said, okay, this is going to be a one-time training. So for the one time that we are training, we are going to charge you X or Y. And then in the future, we are not willing to charge you any extra if we are going to do any trainings. I don't know if, if that is clear for you, uh, Miriam. So subscriptions and premiums can, some companies can decide, I mean, their newsletter normally would sell them. So why do they have to sell something to you for selling, which, which sells themselves? To me, that would be like you are, they, are, they are cheating us. So uh, Joshua, yes, please, you can ask your question. Theodore, I'll answer your question. You're asking about leveraging. Hello, what I was talking about is um, I wanted to know, um, in writing a business proposal, um, okay. I find, um, I, I saw somewhere, yeah, I've wrote um, mm -hmm. a business proposal before, and they will have us um, make a time limit. Like when you start up the business, some time mm -hmm. laps before you start expecting profits let's okay. say you have uh, you are opening up um, an oil business okay um, they say you have to you have to um spread your expected um income or expected mm -hmm. you spread it for like about three years increasing it yeah. uh, with the days to come and stuff because mm -hmm. you have to make um your your brand or your mm -hmm. your 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 product known to the public before yeah. expecting huge profits and stuff. And I that wanted to those times. Mm -hmm. How are you going to in your business? Let's say you have you have a startup capital. You have started something already. Mm -hmm. You are in this stage at that stage. How are you going yeah. to for that stage only? So. Um, you're asking how to generate revenue when you start up a, a new business. Um, one thing I've always advised young entrepreneurs is start small. Dream big. But so for instance, you, you started an oil business. If you are going into an oil business, I'm sure you might have made some analysis and known that, okay, if I am producing the oil at one Ghana CD, I can sell at one CD 50 pesos, meaning the 50 pesos is my gross profit. Now, once you have made a gross profit, there are expenses to cover. And it's one CD. Your cost of distribution, the cost of packaging are expenses that you have to spend on. So in the early days, 
because you may not have a lot of sales going for you, it is advisable to keep everything that you are doing on a very minimal scale. When you start businesses, it is a phase for trial and error. No matter how good you are, there are things that may take you by surprise. Unless, of course, you have gained mastery over that particular industry and you have read and done your homework very well. Then whenever things are coming, you can anticipate and mitigate against these challenges. Other than that, when you start a, a young business or a small business, the days that it would take for even 10 people to know you is not going to be as easy for you as when you have existed for one year. When you have existed for one year, the first person who bought your product and enjoyed it would have sold to about 10, 15 people indirectly. You ask, you ask, I mean, for instance, women go to market and they say, oh, today I saw a new uh, oil on the market. Oh, when I used it, it was very fine. It cooked very well. The woman has sold you to another person. And then in marketing, word of mouth is very, very powerful. So when you start the company, in the early days, you do not have all these people who are advertising for you. You may not even have somebody who is doing good designs for you. And even if you have somebody who is advertising for you, your reach and your scope is very limited. But as time goes on, you realize that you start building customer, your customer base from one to two to four to eight. And exponentially, you grow. So it may take you about a year, two or three, based on how fast you are moving, based on which area, how you've been able to even master your marketing and being able to achieve what you want to achieve. Prove your product to the suitability of your customers. All these things are, are going to impact how fast you grow. So in the early days, the best way is to keep your expenses very slim. Cut down on things which are just for the luxury spend on things which are very important and i always say spend on the essential ones there are some things if you do not spend on them you can you will go out of business so there are some of them which are not necessary if you don't spend on them i mean you can still stay in business so spend on things which are very essential and critical to the growth of the business and then cut down on things which are not really really necessary do not spend on things that you want your business to have spend on things that you, your business need to survive do not spend on uh, nice brand new cars no spend on maybe marketing increasing your customer base how can i get different people to sell for me how can i increase my market share these are the things that you have to spend on not spending on okay let me put up a nice billboard at one point where only 10 people pass there you better put it at a point where maybe thousands of people are using the route so you need to weigh your your options and that is why in the first presentation we did yesterday we said entrepreneurs use their resources smartly not just wisely smartly they compare which one would give me more uh more uh, resources back or more value in return so i think uh, that's it and uh, so Chodo wants to know what leverage is and how it influences business now leverage is to me 
in simple terms, I always say leverage is riding on somebody's back. Riding on somebody's back. So if you are leveraging, meaning there is something that somebody is having or somebody does best that you are partnering with the person, it may not always be partnership. You may even outsource something to the person. And once the person's expertise are very good in that area, you can leverage on the person's expertise to achieve an expected end or income. So let me cite an example. Maybe I'm a business owner. I've started a small business and I have very bad finance. And I have a friend who is very good at financing. I can leverage on our friendship. I can leverage on the relationship we have for the person to coach me to be, to at least manage my finances very well. Typical example of leveraging. So what leverage can you have as an entrepreneur? Maybe um, you started, uh, where is your first business? Okay, an online shoe shop. shop and you realize that too. Oh, you have a friend who can I leverage on my friendship? Can I leverage on the, 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 the relationship we have? Did that train me to also have that requisite skill? Or can the person even do it for me for free? Person do it and even charge me something less than what the ordinary person would have charged me. So that is how we use leverage to influence our businesses. I don't know if my quest, if your question is answered to you at all. Yes, please. So if, if, oh. if I get it very well, the use of, let's say, celebrities. So for example, let's say the brand like Hisense, mm -hmm. then making use of Nana Mama Brown, is yeah. that also leveraging? Yeah, they are, they are leveraging on Nana Mama's fans, all right? Yeah, because Nanama is having a following. Nanama McBride is having a huge following. But in that sense, you realize that they have to pay Nanama some money. So it's, it may not just be leveraging, but then they are paying for that. But then sometimes the company would weigh their options. When we have paid money to Nanama McBride, high sense for us. How does it impact our business? So they are leveraging on her, not for free, but then the returns that they get out of that agreement is something worth paying for. So they may pay her maybe whatever amount, and then in return, the revenues that Ananama is able to give them by just advertising for them is better than they just advertising on their own without any celebrity. So be a very typical example of a leverage of uh, maybe a celebrity to boost your business. Is there any other okay. question? Thank you very Adam, much. Adam, move in. You're welcome, sir. Question, other than that, um, Mr. John Mensa is ready for us. Papaya Mensa. Hello, Abby. Yeah. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Thanks, Kate. 
Lucette? Yeah. My yeah, voice clear. I can, yeah, I can hear you. I don't know if the others can hear you. Chiodo, can you hear Mr. Mendes? Yes, please. It's very clear. Very clear. Okay. Yes, please. It's very clear. All right. So uh thanks, thanks for dropping by this evening. Yeah. And uh this evening we are, we are privileged to have one of the young entrepreneurs in Kumasi. He has he has been a friend and a brother to me, and I've seen his business growth from one point to another. And he's a very, very uh, impactful young man. Now we shared we shared his his profile with you. Said men's have fountains after school, and I think after national service, he started men's have fountains, and the first of his kind in the country. Or oh, I think I don't know if there are any other in the diaspora today who would give us that education uh, to make mini size fountains that can fit in your office. Mr. John Menza, you are welcome. Thank you very much, JB. Uh, Mr. AB, I'm good to have you here. Uh, and I'm very proud and uh, such a program, you know, to, to share my experience with a section of the world. I am so very happy to be here. Okay. All right. So um, we we had some discussion prior to this uh, meeting, and uh, the entrepreneurs wanted to know some of the things that uh, you have been through. So probably we'll give you some few minutes. Just summarize your entire story for us. <laughs> how you got into entrepreneurship? Uh, what what really pushed you into entrepreneurship? Were you born an entrepreneur or? At some point, you got frustrated, and then you said, "Oh, let me get into this." Or, I mean, <laughs> it, it just came to you naturally. All the challenges you have faced. If you could give us some some dates, okay, when you started Mesa Fountains, how it has been for you, and all that. Just a few minutes, and then we can move straight to the questions. Um, Ab, uh, 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 I was born into an entrepreneurial family. Uh, my mom and dad, they have a local store and my mom had lived all her life selling. And okay. sweet, um, selling. Okay. Um, she started as a nurse, mm -hmm. but then she quit because she loves money. She was rich when they met, so then she okay. can do something. <laughs> so it's something that I've seen growing up. And my mom is someone, uh, my mom and dad, they wake as early as okay. um, and they close at 12 midnight every day up to now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. Something that I was born into. So okay. yeah, we didn't say any half growing up uh, start. So um, after junior high school, I wasn't really, you know, I mean, much of a good student in junior high school because of how the criteria is in junior high school. I'm not able to memorize mm -hmm. and write, you know, I mean, as I'm well, great. So I mean, junior high really enough because you cannot memorize and write. Mm -hmm. so, so I didn't get a good course um, uh, in the Ghanaian yeah. I mean, I was given my, um, I think my third choice, visual arts. With a visual arts uh, medication, I wasn't really happy about it. Mm -hmm. Why? Because most of the visual artists that okay. I've seen uh, um, always, you know, left, le I mean, left the visual arts um, after school, maybe after uni, 
And, you know, it was really disheartening. I felt like, am I might go follow this one and then quit? And I was always thinking about it. But I always wanted to find a way. So when I went to the university, the first person I talked to changed my whole mentality about mm-hmm. um, it. was okay. In industry, first. So okay. I asked him one day, I mean, this is a conversation I had in 2000 and 2010 or so. So I asked him about, um, <laughs> uh, about art, I mean, about art. And then after school, what he was going to do. Then he said after school, he was going to quit. This is someone who was following. I mean, about uh, third year, now a president of faculty. Because I mean, also know these other things. And I want to be the change. So I studied, you know, like when I studied the arts, and I realized that, I mean, about 80 to 90% of artists after school are following education. You know, they are living, I mean, too many other jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so I felt, mm-hmm. I, so, uh, then there's something I need to do. So after uni, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, I was into the media in school because I didn't know how. To... Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, find a way to be the media. And so with so in, I had, I mean, I just put them in their personality over the year, three consecutive years, second year, third year, finally, and even after school, I was given again as the most promising alumnus in media, you know, which was really, 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 really uh, very, very interesting. Okay, um, uh, Abby. Yeah. John. Uh, some are saying that the voice is not too clear, so let me connect my Bluetooth and see if it's going Okay. Is it okay now, Deepa? Deepa, I, 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 is it okay now? Okay, so she says it's okay now. Okay, great. So, so um, right after school, I decided to be kind of for artists in Africa. So, um, in in third year, um, the project that I had in school was to produce water fountains. So we studied mm-hmm. the water fountain project. And uh, it was through the research that I realized that there are, I mean, uh, about 44% of the world's population are going through stress right now. And about 80% of them are looking for remedies to manage their stress. And I was like, wow. So um, mm-hmm. uh, if, um, if the water therapy can do such a magic, then, I mean, why don't we mm-hmm. enter into such a business? So after school, um, But then it wasn't easy, but there are some points that I would want to like, uh, I would want to pinpoint, I mean, ask, I mean, I mean, cause of this conversation. So they get to know um, what they have to do as a startup and what they don't have to do. Experiences that I've had personally. And that is one thing I love about it because I went into entrepreneurship to learn, to teach people how to do it. And I'm happy that, I mean, I have a platform like this to also teach some few people how to do it. Okay, so uh, that is the story of Mr. John Mensah. Uh, he was born into, he was fortunate, he was born into a family like that. He saw a lot of them. And uh, so 
when when exactly did you know that uh, you had to travel to the corridors of entrepreneurship? So I'm um, right after school, just as I said earlier. I well, I didn't see it as um, entrepreneurship. That word is something that I mean, never really crossed my mind. I wanted to okay. like I mean build a project. You know, I I mean okay. I'm the project type. I wanted to start the Mesa Foundation thing, build a project. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to teach the art, I wanted to be seen as in Africa, that it's very possible to study the art. So mine wasn't like, I mean, I wasn't terming as entrepreneurship from the beginning. It was later, I even heard there was something called entrepreneurship. Now, oh, okay, this is actually entrepreneurship. Because even in school, I mean, way back in, oh, okay. like, I mean, way back in uni, um, uh, we were taught management and entrepreneurship as a, I mean, as a board code. But then, as a course theory of needs and all that. I, I mean, I, I barely knew what they were talking about. Important. So it was like, I realized I couldn't be entrepreneurship. You get it? So I didn't know anything about entrepreneurship. I didn't decide to start entrepreneurship. I wanted to start a project that started make it work and see if it was going to work. So then mm-hmm. I would tell an artist to give up. Mm-hmm. But then now it's for them to go up to it and buy commercialized now. Why like I mean I didn't really start it as okay, that entrepreneurship make money. It wasn't about money. It was one I started and I I mean we started with just 10 products from the beginning. Then I had a con like um I'll i um, come to it. Um, um I'll come to branding as well later. So um it was a little brand that I built on Facebook. Um the traction I built with branding on Facebook. That brought me uh, in touch with someone on Facebook who was a classmate of mine. We never had it for never for one in class. Like I mean, this I mean I mean, I mean ladies saw a post on Facebook and say, oh okay, then we can push it. This is some like these are pictures I took with my phone. My Samsung S5 then very. But then I managed to edit it to make it look very good. And I mean at that point, <laughs> you see the pictures now it's so poor. But at that point it was really very beautiful and people were people were dying over it. Because I built a tra- like I mean, a brand traction. Though I didn't have money, but I built a brand traction. So uh, if you visit my Instagram handle, you see up to where we are, right? It was a project I wanted to embark when I realized it was going to sell. Because I was able to sell my first product in just a week. You, I thought it was going to be easy. That was when I realized it wasn't going to be easy. <laughs> like, okay. I'm facing so many challenges that I'm going to share with them um, in the course uh, of our conversation. So it's not something I actually uh, thought about that I was going to do. It's something that just happened, uh, that it was a project, and eventually it was selling. So then uh, each and every day I kept learning because I didn't know anything about entrepreneurship. Now I have to go like i mean pick up entrepreneurship courses be you know listening to people taking courses here and then there are so many opportunities out there of course you know mm-hmm. for startup yeah. entrepreneurs in ghana in the world i, I mean at last so i started learning and now i got to know more about entrepreneurship and now i'm making it work now okay so um there's a question here how would you describe an ardent or probably a a, a passionate entrepreneur how would you how would you describe a typical one like that a passionate entrepreneur is someone I believe wants to make a change. It is not about money. No entrepreneur wants to like, I mean, talk, I mean, things about money first. 
It's about finding solutions to a problem. But the whole thing is about money for the businessman. It's the businessman. There's no between a businessman and an entrepreneur. Yeah. Businessman is going to find and go his way. Who are yeah. seen a problem and want to solve, and then eventually solving a problem like the cost of solving it, like oh wow, then I could make more money. I need to focus on the business side. But every entrepreneur to solve a problem before we even think about money, mm-hmm. you have a problem you are solving. There are people money, who are like yeah. I mean, who are solving mm-hmm. problems for like five six years. It never worked for the eighth year. Then the problem like I mean started you know fetching the money. So I mean, if these people were, okay. I mean, were going from the beginning, then they were going to give up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, now there's there's a, a really big issue with entrepreneurship whenever we talk about it and capital. Capital. You share a story of using a a twelve hundred CDs from your national service to build your yeah. your 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 business up to today what what would you say to young entrepreneurs and how is it possible to start a business with little or no money it's very possible so i tell people like i mean i mean i mean i get these questions a lot john how did you start how did you start but let me tell you this once you have a phone it's you are about 80 percent through with entrepreneurship Mm-hmm. If you, that is brand brand mm-hmm. best. Two thousand two hundred people saw my 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 brand as an international brand. One um, If you go back to um, go back to my Instagram, uh, I, I I mean I mean I I was trying to find ways to make it work here, but I didn't know how to go about it. But then I mean anybody can visit my Instagram. I'll put it here so that they can visit and see how I built it. Um, you see how I started and how I position my brand. Because I had an S5, like I mean, Samsung S5. I thought, I mean, I bought about 300 cities or so. That was in 2015, the say S5. <laughs> but then the kind of brand I built with it, people with Samsung uh, iPhone 12, or I mean, I don't even know the name, but iPhone 12 or 11. Now, now you don't need yeah. money. Fine, you need money though, but then money shouldn't be the reason why you're selling it. Uh, I mean, uh, it shouldn't be the reason why you shouldn't start entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. You first of all need the idea. Get the idea. There are so much, like, I mean, there's so much money running around. Money, I need like 10,000 to start something, 20,000. No, man. And you need about just about 1,000 or 500 if you can start something. Okay. How do you start? It's more build the idea. Build the building idea needs your time. Time is money, as they say. Use your time. Build it. Like, I mean, in my case, I only had 1,200. It could produce just 10,000. But the dream, was to produce a millions of fountains for sale because I cannot produce a hundred to start. No, I started with just 10. And the 10 went through. Now the 10 went through, people who bought the 10, 10, they thought I had hundreds of products there because I took very good pictures of them. So when they contact me for more, <laughs> I had now find a way to communicate. Yes, so um, uh, when they contacted me for more, now to them that what we had, are short so we are now producing like i mean uh, we are still on production it should be ready in like i mean uh in the month's time they yeah, get it so there's okay. so company meanwhile this was me and some people i don't even know from the art faculty who were just producing <laughs> their stuff 
So you don't actually yeah. need huge amount of money. Yes, of course you need money, but it shouldn't be that huge. Because I hear people say, "Oh, I need about a million dollars. I need about five hundred thousand. I need about ten thousand. No, so as let's say five hundred cities." Now, how do you polish the idea? You have okay. the idea, you have a prototype. Is the prototype in the idea? And I'm not sure prototype is going to cost you like 10,000. There are so many ideas. I mean, just about 200 cities can get you a prototype. Get a prototype around the prototype. Build a story. Entrepreneurship is about story. If you don't know how to, like, I mean, write stories. I mean, if you don't want to create stories, I'm sorry, you are not going to win. It's about telling stories. I mean, you can know a good storyteller. Find someone to help you tell the story. How to do well yeah even before like i mean uh, even before i was able to produce 20 products at a go even with a few 10 i saw a very good story about it you follow my instagram page you see the stories i was writing it's a fancy blah 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 doing that so people say that hey wow this guy is really doing good meanwhile these were things i was cooking in my room <laughs> wake up and when i was just cooking i just put on facebook i did doing great through that, I got yeah. people who are going to help me genuinely. Fine, you need the money, yeah, but you don't need that much. You need very little, but you need the idea. You need to polish the idea, and you need stories to back it hmm. in the system. I'm not sure you can just waste them. There are money in the system. I mean, we've gotten support from so many. Um, last year, um, last year we had financial support from the government of. Of Ghana NEIP. I'm not sure government gave us that money because we have I mean, a million dollar company. They know they don't even know the amount they had in my account. Maybe I didn't even have any amount in my account. Maybe I mean, maybe over there 10,000 cities I was even using to start my company. Who knows? But the story I built, there are so many people in the system who do not have business. All they have is stories and they are getting grants. Uh, I mean, now and then. I mean, I know most of the guys out there, all they do for living is. They go for uh, entrepreneurship uh, boot camps and presentations for grants. And they are getting it, but they don't have business. These people haven't invested a peso in it, but they have story. It's the story you need. And it's the idea, the story. You find the idea, you find a story to back it. That's the story. Even before you think about money. Okay. So, uh, like, like crystal clear, like uh, anything coming from John Mensah himself, he says he doesn't need money. And if even if you need money, so it's not a million dollar. It's something small to start with. And I mean, this this, this reminds when when we're starting a, a small pizza business, and we did our initial calculations, and it looked so big. But we said, okay, how can we scale down? Scale down. We scaled down and started with something like even less than a thousand Ghana CDs, and now we are able to put in about a twelve thousand. So uh, business is, is not entrepreneurship is about finding solutions. If you cannot find a solution for yourself as an entrepreneur, uh, I beg to say uh, you better do your homework well because nobody will invest in you because you are even having a problem yourself. So uh, folks, uh, that is coming from John Mensah. So John, uh, as an entrepreneur starting a new venture, at what point is it advisable to start paying yourself? This is a question for my own of a call to sustain a business at the end. And then you also have personal expenses to take care of. How how do you balance the two? So I tell people every time to pay yourself. Pay yourself. So how do you do it? 
feias. Hello, can anybody hear me? Yes, please. Okay, so we seem to have uh, lost a little bit of the connection with John. At this point, Iben will uh, please pass on a link into the thing. We are taking attendance of all the people who are attending our program. So uh, we can, we can, Iben can please, can you please put the link in there so we could discuss it? I think John Mensah is gone. He, make, he would surely come back. Please check, click the link and then check. I want to take attendance. If if you have any question also for John Mensah, you can leave it in the chat. You can leave the question in the chat. The few questions that were guarded are the ones that I'm sharing with, with you. So if you also have any question, anything that you would want uh, a seasoned entrepreneur like him to share with you, you would have the opportunity to also ask. Is that, have we all filled the, the form? That is our attendance. Have we all filled it? So, John is back. Okay. Heavy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, so, so you, are addressing, you are addressing the point of paying yourself. Yes. Uh -huh. So you were telling us how to do it. Okay. So, Abby, um, uh, I, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I'm a firm believer that, I mean, you have it. I mean, you have to pay yourself. You have to pay yourself. But how do you do it? Um, say you have to allocate the amount of money you want to pay yourself. But then you can loan your money to your company. Mm -hmm. You know, the system has to work from the beginning. Yeah. System has to work from the beginning. So um, if you don't make your system work, then you're going to misuse the money. Sometimes we say, don't pay yourself. I don't really realize that you've chopped most of the company. Why <laughs> <laughs> so don't you pay yourself? Yeah. Listen, don't pay yourself, okay? You are going to take transportation. You don't tell me your company is a company that you're going to lie in your bed and it's going to work. You're going to buy something. You're going to take car. You're going to do this. All these things are cash flows that are going to leave the company. But then you might think it is always, I mean, you better one CDB, two CDB, you know. <laughs> but then, I mean, come on. I feel like, I feel like uh, you, you, you have to pay yourself. You have to make allocations to pay yourself. No matter how small it is, pay yourself. But then, what I did from the beginning was that I wasn't paying myself directly, but I was paying myself. So what I did, okay, if I want to pay myself like 300 cities a month, I like, I mean, I pay myself and I use that money to run a company. So I know the day I'm like, I mean, um, I'm loaning Loan your money back to the, to the company. Yeah. Like, but then I wrote everything down, knowing mm -hmm. that this is the amount of money, because when you're about to sell your company, this is the amount of money you're going to, like, I mean, that is yeah. What? Of course, you are the yeah. one business company. I mean, if you don't pay yourself, I mean, I I know a friend who had like I mean, who, who like, whose company is not really there yet, but then mm -hmm. like uh, he pays himself. I mean, on paper, he pays himself six thousand a month. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So when the brand is there, then he wants to sell the company. This amount of company, the company owe, like I mean, this amount of money, the company yeah. owes him a loan. Right now, that's yeah. I'm going to check, and that company owes him about 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 i mean i think about sixty thousand or so and, hey are you for you are you for, for yeah. you? So, but then he's to be that's the amount of money he wants to make 
So that if somebody wants to tell the company, this amount of money that you're going to quantify, they are part of it. Yeah, they are. Yourself, but then be very realistic. Because if you mm-hmm. don't pay, you're going to overspend. Definitely. Example, it's like dating a girl. Like, like let me bring you to a normal <laughs> Having a girlfriend, and you're saying, oh, maybe I'm not going to pay. Like, I know they pay me. I know they pay. But I, I don't think for top the pizza. You forgot yeah. buy the pizza. Exactly. I don't know them. You buy pizza. You buy airtime. <laughs> You buy hair and you're so media like I mean I won't give money. But then <laughs> listen, but if I realize that nah, then I need to like I mean uh, set a mark of money for her. You get it like mm-hmm. I mean every month I'm giving you let's say a hundred cities a month. She knows mm-hmm. that you're giving a hundred cities a month, so she's gonna live within the hundred cities. But then if you decide me I mean Marsh, you don't hear me every some but without even knowing that you spend that amount of money. Mm-hmm. Like that. Allocate money for yourself, allocate money for the company. But then mm-hmm. pay yourself. When you pay yourself, you can okay. pull it back into the company. That is it. Okay. Yeah, so that you can actually capture the system well. Yeah. So so technically, technically speaking, there, there's something they call the director's handbook. Uh, whenever you pay yourself and then you loan the company money, you can write it down. And that is the money. Or even when you have done capital yeah. injection, somebody gives you a gift and you put it into the company. You give it as a loan to the company. Then yeah. you make money and then you put it in your company you feel your company is growing meanwhile yeah. you're not making revenues and that is a, like an artificial yeah. capital injection into your company and yeah. it's not advisable to yeah. to be doing that so john uh, Jifa is asking that apart from managing the business what do you do on the side okay so um i am i am one person who always ensure that everything i buy brings me more money mm-hmm. That um, uh, if I'm buying a phone, I'm choosing a particular phone because I know it's going to give me more money. If I'm buying this, then it's going to give me more money. So and we worked to a point and I decided to buy a car for the company. The, mm-hmm. I'm buying a car for myself and it's, I, I mean, and then it's still for the company. So I bought mm-hmm. it uh, in a company's name to recover the, the, mm-hmm. the money back. So um, in the morning, mm-hmm. um, I'm on Uber and Bolt early in the morning before I go mm-hmm. to the office. Okay. Um, before I go to the office and then in the evenings too. So um, when I started my Uber and Boat business in Kumasi, mm-hmm. uh, the first week, mm-hmm. um, I um, one morning, I picked someone from my area who was mm-hmm. going to work. I mean, I left mm-hmm. earlier on six and I picked this mm-hmm. lady at six, six with him. And then she was mm-hmm. supposed to be at work at six, um, 6.30 at Ahojo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I met another person. Like, I mean, right when I dropped here, I got another request from Ahojo. She was going to Echo Bank at the Doom. So okay. I went to Echo Bank at the Doom. Then I realized that um, then I had another trip from uh, Officer Smith, which is close around the area. And I picked that person to um, to the office. So uh, in the evening, when I go back home, I call three of them. Do that trip every day. Then they said, yes, they do that. Well, okay, then I can pick you up every morning. They said, oh, okay. So every morning, I'm a short of three trips, which is mine. <laughs> yeah. So... Before I go to the office, I'll pick just these three people mm-hmm. and location. I'll try and see if I can get one or two trips. Yeah. Go to the office. Yeah. I mean, so in the evening at four or five, when I don't have a meeting to attend to, it's evening. So I love mm-hmm. to drive as well. I love to meet friends. I mm-hmm. drive around. Now, this number, I'm not just doing that. I'm doing that to sell myself. Like uh, last week, uh, no, on Wednesday, I met this guy from UN who is in Ghana now, and then we're having a conversation. And anytime they are talking to me, 
they realize that I'm making a very good submission. Then they start asking, so what do I do on the side? And I tell them I have a business. Like, oh, wow, so what do you do? Then they get interested and I start selling myself. <laughs> that is Uber, but I sold myself to over 50 people who are willing to help us come back to our feet, I mean, much stronger uh, with mm-hmm. our brand. These are people I met, you know, driving, uh, doing my side job. Yeah, and again, I am planning to come to media again next year. Um, Bola Ray and Kiwudi have been putting on my neck to get back because they don't want me to lose the dream that I had and the, and the time. Right. They still want me to get back, but I still want to build my dream. Uh, so maybe, hopefully, next year, maybe I might get, get back, to media. back now, to media. Okay. Yeah, now I'm doing the media, but then on weekends, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm back on full time. On Friday, I do mm-hmm. uh, full time evening, but on Saturday, I start at six and I close at 12 midnight. I drive the whole day. Wow. Not at 12 midnight, I drive the whole day. Yeah. So, and then, um, if cool. I'm my side job gives me an amount of shock, that's why I, I like <laughs> <laughs> I see. I think, I think all, all these people need to start thinking of getting some Uber on the side, right? That's if you have some money. Uh, well, you can, like, you can, you can, if you know how to drive, if you know how to drive, mm-hmm. and then you can. I mean, I mean, you can afford a small car. I mean, my car is, I mean, it's an old car. I, I, I mean, I mean, I couldn't afford mm-hmm. a very, you know, I mean, a brand new car because. New. But it's more like I'm using something with less money to make money. People are using definitely. So I mean, it's still the same. It's still the same. Yeah. Okay. I mean, All even right. uh, if you can do something on the side, I mean, for me, it is. I mean, so it does not put pressure on you to make a dream work. You have to sure. make, like yeah. make a dream work, but it doesn't put pressure on you. But something have to burn all bridges. When you are yeah. starting as a starter, you have to burn bridges. You know, if you are having side jobs, you are not going to focus on it. But now, mm-hmm. I'm to a point where um, I don't you need understand, like, you understand yeah. your systems. So I mean, and as a starter, we don't need a side job. Mm-hmm. Work, and then mm-hmm. it's when the business is working that you can actually look at side jobs. Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. So uh, someone uh, is also asking a question. I think this question has already been asked. The good, the bad, and the ugly. So, in one sentence, can you tell us the good, the bad, and the ugly? The good is the fame that comes along with entrepreneurship. Uh, you people respect you, you know, and and then you're able to get okay. some free monies. You know, there are so many like there are so much of cash in, in the system for entrepreneurs. Um, mm-hmm. I talk a lot. I've gotten a lot of them. Um, uh, there are some five thousand. You get some five thousand dollars to the I think last year we met in Nigeria, right? Yeah, we met in Nigeria last year. Yeah, yeah. To the yeah. I mean, gave my company five thousand dollars. You know, the other uh, systems in there. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, there are a lot of these cash in the system. That is a good, but the bad is that you are going to fall, uh, and and then you have to make a face <laughs> down. Yeah, falling is part of it. Uh, you don't expect to always win. Yeah. Sometimes you fall so hard that you might think entrepreneurship is not for you. Mm-hmm. But then where you're going is where you're going. And then until yeah. you get there, you're not giving up. So you come back up again and go. But if you don't fall, it means you're not doing anything better. If you want to rise yeah, up, you have to fall. Mm-hmm. But fall early. So mm-hmm. quick. <laughs> so, um, no matter where you're going to fall, you have to fall early yeah. to be white. Yeah. And you wait to fall later. People are like, oh, read books. When you read books, listen to people who are who, who are falling and you don't fall like that. I beg you. And journeys. You're going to fall. Mm-hmm. You know. And the ugly side is that you see my like, I mean, you see my eye red. 
have a very red eye, but my eyes were red. I don't know if you guys have seen the movie. I very red mm-hmm. because I hardly sleep at night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not because I, I mean, I am, uh, I'm a nocturnal. No, there's a whole lot in my mind. There are so many things I need to work on, especially with that Vision 2021 dream that we launched mm-hmm. in 2019. This whole year, I've been building this dream, trying to make it work, traveling, meetings, and all that. Trying to make this dream work so that I can actually, you know, come to the good. This is ugly, so that I mean, I mean, so that I could probably explain more to me. <laughs> uh, so my eye will have to be red, and most people are not able to do that. Your, mm-hmm. your your partners are going to leave you. I mean, the guys, your girlfriends are going to leave you because uh, <laughs> you cannot give them uh, the necessary attention, right? I mean, as a boyfriend, but then you are not going to be able to do that. Family members are going to they are going to mm-hmm. see you as you're not serious, but then you're the only person. Yeah, serious, you know. um, I remember you know that dream. dream. Um, do I um, like? I mean, do I have an interview? Where I was going, so even with mine, they had issues. You are much more somebody who does not really understand the connection in the first place. You keep going. You keep going. Yeah, you remember when we started two years. And it wasn't really easy for us, but then we kept going, we kept going, we kept going. But then, Mesopon has taken me travel to countries that I never thought. I've traveled to some countries. I don't even know how to book tickets. I don't know. And I tell people I'm, I'm never going to learn how to do it. <laughs> I'm never going to learn it. Every country I've been to, I, I like, I don't know how to, you know, apply for tickets or however it is or visa. I mean, I just, they just get me there for that. I don't know how to book. I don't know how to book hotels in another person's country. I, mm-hmm. And I get the guys waiting for me. Hey, John Mesa, placard here. Yeah, this is me. Then they pick me up. <laughs> I yeah. don't really so, I mean, I feel, uh, you know, you know, I mean, there is a good and bad and ugly, but then the good mm-hmm. comes at the end. There was always light at the end of the tunnel. But you don't see the good sure. if you don't pass through the bad and ugly. Okay, so so John, I mean, uh, in in how many years have you been uh, in business since you started? I started in 2017, 2017, so 18, 19, 20, so like three years. Now, okay. Yeah. Hmm. So, as uh, someone someone is asking, how about family? Since uh, time seemed not to be on your side, how are you able to blend that? So. Uh, family in terms of maybe some relation, your personal relation? Yeah, so I I, am, um, I don't have a family of my own because I'm young. I'm, I'm, I'm just... I'm <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I about 10 years to start family. <laughs> about 10 years? Wow! Yeah, That's a long time. We just say this thing just for laughing sake, but then mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, I've I've lost some friends away. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, my best friends, uh, most of them, you know, complain a lot mm-hmm. because I uh, don't have my time. I mean, if I'm supposed to show you my WhatsApp messages, the few I'm still that kid I was about three years ago when we could stay on phone for long. So I've lost so many friends, uh, mm-hmm. but then I understand it. And those who understand me understand that this is, I mean, it's part of the job and it's part of the dream. Those who don't understand it, uh, living the dream, uh, but I don't care, you know, 
uh, I have a dream and I know that um, um, uh, when it works out, they are going to say somewhere and say, oh, I know him. Yeah. Um, still when, uh, when, when so family yeah. and family. Yeah, yeah. I only have my parents and my brothers, um, but then uh, when they stand, I don't have time, honestly speaking. There are hundreds of messages I have to respond to you. I mean, remember, I mean, if you send me a message, I don't even respond to you. So, like, um, I mean, it's not like uh, it's, it's, it's <laughs> something I do every second because i need money to push in it but there's no much money out there to be given to you mm -hmm. so i need to do extra job i mean on weekend i drive from six to twelve midnight for what because i need money to push into the business i like i, mean, I need money to put into the business to push into the business to push into the business to make it work yeah. so that i can also relax and go to bahamas for holidays ah. now really i mean now is the time to really push in more work uh, and, uh, <laughs> I mean, you need to push in and i think we all have to take you from south korea mm -hmm. um there's the south korea story you know, i mean south korea somebody who have shared this live with us from growing up there were times where south korea was very ugly you know south korea wasn't looking like it was supposed to look but now south korea is you know i mean it's dripping every day mm -hmm. and it's south korea is someone who have gone through the mail so i think south korea life could also teach us um, that we don't have to give up. Um, they are going to go through yeah. challenges, but if it goes yeah, to the glory days, people look at you and say, I, I, I quit that's on bread, that you see that thing, but then you know that you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I think you're having you're having some some good fans here. Somebody is saying, but please, you look good. <laughs> <laughs> you are good looking, okay? So, so maybe it's yeah. the cover, yeah. right? <laughs> so, so. So John, um, I think uh, we are we are left with some few minutes. Uh, what what would be your your final words to people? Uh, you, you you talked about uh, paying the price. I mean, sometimes you may lose very good friends, very good relations, and uh, I mean the the fact that it is not an easy journey. Yeah. People, what do you have for them this evening? You know, you have to be ready for the mail. You have to be really ready for the mail because uh okay. it's not easy out there starting your own business you're going to take up what your boss go through um mm -hmm. if you're supposed to be employed if you're supposed to be employed right now your bosses do not sleep at night you think they are sleeping they are not mm -hmm. you giving you the money now as young as you are you want to pick up this this task for yourself and it's not going to be easy sometimes um uh, inspirations because make it Look, look very like simple, it's very yeah. easy. <laughs> yeah. Charlie, you listen to his speeches because when we started, we nearly gave up. Like, hey, you idiot, one can't say, but then you have to be willing to go through the mail, mm. you have to be willing to fail, you have to be willing to fall. You're going to fall, mm. you're going to fail, you're going to go through the mail over and over again. You go okay. through it, trust me. There are people who feel like 10 years. Fall again, you fry, you fall again. You pray to go, yeah, because it is better to fill with your thousand cities mm -hmm. than fill with million dollars. Yeah, yeah, I shine, I, I swear, mm -hmm. because uh, <laughs> with you, uh, in 2018, we wanted to scale up our company, so we imported. Um, we, um, uh, in 2017, we produced 10 products, then we sold them, we produced 20. So we we're growing steadily. So we, then we came to 40, then we came to 80, then we came organic, to 100. There was an organic growth. Okay. So we imported 
hundreds of like I mean pumps from China to put our product. So we put a lot of them. We put it I think about three hundred pieces. That costed a lot of money. So we're ready to sell. Now we had a contract from a hotel, a very prominent hotel in Ghana. I, I want to keep the name because of uh, security reasons and yeah. privacy. So uh, we sold to them. They were having our fountains indoor, every hotel room, 100 hotel rooms, one fountain in there, 100 products. That was some good money. We sold one to them at 1,500 each. And that was, and then this is something we spent very little to produce. <laughs> so Charlie, I was rich. Two months later, these guys started calling me, your fountains are blasting. <laughs> what is happening? Then I went there and honestly speaking, the first time I saw what was in my office and when I experienced the blast in my office, I was amazed. Now it was a light they attached to the pump because I wanted to make it more nice. So I, I contacted another company to produce light for us, submersible light. Now when the light is going off, it blasts. Instead of it dying out, it will just blast. Pew. So when it blasts and you are there and you see this move, you don't switch it on again. And you can imagine, like, I mean, this is a reputable hotel. Someone comes, they want to relax, and then at night, something blasts in the room. Yeah. Uh, they had to return our product to us, and then we gave them six months warranty. We have to refund their money back to them. Wow. You can imagine. They have to refund every money back to them. You are talking about 600,000 Ghana This This brought me back bankrupt. But I had to do yeah. it. I had to do it. I had to give them to save the brand. Yeah. So I told them, so what they did for me was that they took half of the money. Mm -hmm. Then they gave the product back and then said that when you are ready to bring it back again, then we negotiate again the price. Whether I'm going to give it back to them for free or what, I don't know. So they, we paid, you know, just half, okay. half the money to them. Okay. And then we called every product back. And then we sold products to other people who also calling us at that particular time. We did two months of business. <laughs> So you can imagine the stress in 2018, 2019, and the stress I was going through, and it was like, hey, the man was getting crazy. Hey, one minute, like I'm one minute, I think um, I'm about to have that criminal kind of story, like I'm getting rich. <laughs> and the next minute, the next, the next minute uh, I mean, people are calling for their money's back, and people are, I mean, some customers are very angry, you stood bad for that. No, no, this is not a problem. Yeah. You just bring it back, let me give you your money. At the point, I didn't even have money. Mm -hmm. But, I had luck to them. You yeah. get it. And, you know, uh, but then we we believe that we are going to get back to our feet and now we are back again. 2021, we are launching yeah. an amazing product, which is mm -hmm. going to be a very wonderful one. So I tell people, pray that you fall early. Me, I felt yeah. early, though it was money, but I'm happy that I felt early. Because imagine selling, let's say, uh, sending about 10,000 pieces or 100,000 to America. And they are calling you that <laughs> all right so so thank you so much uh mr john mensa fall early. Come on, just just fall early and then yeah. you, like i mean get all your experiences yeah. intact yeah that's what i would say okay thank you so much for for your time we really appreciate your time uh we, we appreciate your insight and then the information that you've given to everybody it's not an easy road he said it's it comes with ups and downs and you have to yeah. your seat belt because some days your company will crash some days you will feel like the whole world is coming down on you and yeah. uh it's it's some of us have not gotten big as mensa has gotten uh, 
I mean, if we are managing, it's not easy at all. And if if I mean, if I'm not big yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, selling selling, selling, selling six hundred thousand worth of items is not easy, but bringing them back will be hell. Yeah. You see, bringing them yeah, back. Yeah, hell. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. I mean, enough. But then one thing I did best was that, you know, I mm -hmm. had an advice from one of my mentors. Then he told me that, mm -hmm. well, I don't touch the money. Let them use the money to cross the warranty period before you can touch mm -hmm. the money. So that was the advice yeah. he gave me, and he was really on me. So when it happened, like, he told me that I want to make a show on Kabana and Kesha show. Yeah, yeah. So I had to refer the money back to them. And, uh, for me, that is that is one thing that I did that I'm really proud of mm -hmm. myself for that I didn't touch the money. I wasn't in a rush to be, I mean, to live luxury life. But a whole lot of people would have yeah. probably bought yeah. this band somewhere and started. You know, yeah. Yeah. But then I came back to, to factory reset. Yeah. But then we are picking up again. And trust me, next year, um, doing Uber, like I mean, doing the boat, I've been able to sell myself. But I tell people, every opportunity you get, uh, you have to sell yourself. Because you're a businessman mm -hmm. or driver. I don't want to be an Uber driver. I don't want to be, you know, an MC or whatever it is. So everybody I meet, it's an opportunity to meet people. Like, I mean, the last one I was checking up, I've done about 1,400 rides in just three months, doing it on part-time. And I talked, I mean, I've talked to about 500 people. You get it? So let's say I get about 50 people who are going to support my dream. You can imagine how much you're going to make next year. So That's every opportunity yeah. you get, be ready to sell your company. Be ready to sell it. When someone asks you what you do, don't come up, oh, you produce it. No, 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 like, rehearse what you have to say. If you ask me what I do, beta pitch. It has to be on your lip. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I yeah. don't know if you told them what elevator pitch is about. Have you told them about that? Yeah, so this morning, this morning we, we, we did value proposition. And then uh, we're hoping that everybody can write their own value proposition and then use it for I think um, uh, I think you have to help them with uh, elevator pitch. Elevator pitch is something that... Yeah, we, if I see A, B, and I ask you what do you do, you have to be able to tell me within like 30 seconds because, I mean, time no day. Yeah, at least 30 seconds mm -hmm. or one minute. You have to be able to tell me everything you do, like what you do, and like it's it, just a sentence. What do you do? I mean, if you ask me what I do, okay, so what do you do? About 44% of the world's population are going to stress right now. And about 80% are having that experience in their working environment and nearly half of them for remedies to manage their experience. So, Mesa Fountains is creating a what product is that? What product is that? Yeah, in the conversation, you get it. So, I mean, yeah. uh, you create an elevator pitch, create a loophole for the person to fit in, you don't feed them with the information, like just as, I mean, what I just said. We are creating a product to calm the stress of the world. That is the key. Wow. The stress of the world. Then I know that, Charlie, you are ready for more of these mm -hmm. stories. Yeah. Then I tell you my story. Exactly. So you need to teach them what the elevator pitch is about. Yeah. That is what you're going to tell people when you meet them. Yeah. So, so, so it's all part of our training set. We are hoping to go through. We, we started this morning with um, uh, value proposition and we went through uh, customers. We have gone to services uh, this evening. We created revenue. Uh, hopefully, tomorrow we'll continue. And then on the last days, or the Sunday, we will put everything together, and then we'll talk about Great. some of the uh, the things that we would have to do. Great. Great. So much for you. And I really appreciate what you're doing for my people. This is something I'd want to do someday, but I'm happy that you're doing it. 
Yeah. And then, so, so I mean, uh, now, now, uh, once, once you are here, I, I would say I will share. You are going to be a mentor for some of our people, and oh, we hope wow. that uh, you, you, yeah, that is it's, time, it's time, 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 every time. <laughs> This is whether time or no time. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull them. I'll show them your office. Yeah, I'll show them your office. They can come and hook you up in the office, and then they pull, they pull, they pull some juice out of you, Mister John Mensah, for your time. And yeah, we really appreciate. Yeah, we really appreciate. Yeah, God bless you too. I think uh, if there are no other questions from Sir John Mensah, he would uh, leave. God richly bless him for the time he has spent with us. Like he said, crystal clear, it's not easy, but it is achievable. It is really, really doable. So just put on your seatbelt and drive safe on the road of entrepreneurship. It's rough, it's tough, but it's achievable. Let's get our gears on. Of signing in your you live. We said if you don't fulfill up to 80% of our training, our certificate. Again, if you are going through this training, you become a mentor, but for people who would go through such trainings, uh, build an entrepreneurial ecosystem, this academy, so that we can see the next generation of the John Menses with us. Thank you so much, and have a lovely evening. Thank you. You are so welcome to you, though. So I think um, we, if 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 there are no other announcements or any information across, permit uh, us to draw curtains on this evening's session uh we hope all our sessions are becoming impactful if you have any concern please raise it on the page if you have any information you want to declare on please raise it on the page tomorrow the program still continues and then sunday will wrap it up sunday will be having a cookery with us uh, he's also one of the young entrepreneurs from uh, he's residing in Accra. He's in the technology industry. So he will also come and fill us in with some space, uh, some of the information within the technology industry, how his journey has been as an entrepreneur. And then we would also put all these pieces that we are putting together, uh, these pieces that we are learning together on Sunday. So please make sure you attend our, tomorrow, uh, our meeting tomorrow and also that of Sunday. And have a rest a good rest of the night